Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You all have to buy tires from somebody. You might as well buy them from us and help fund the movement, help support the movement. We believe in the freedom of movement, and that's exactly what the establishment wants to take from you now. I am your host, Royce White, here in the belly of the beast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, for episode number 94. We will have Jonathan Mason on tomorrow for our family and friends bonus uh, guest episode. Um, I had to do a special Tuesday night episode this week because I have just learned that I was kicked off of Instagram, banned from Instagram. Banned is what we should call this episode. I think we'll title the episode Banned. Um, Banned from Instagram earlier today and couldn't really tell you why. Um, Got into a back and forth exchange in the comments from somebody who I call the pussy. I mean, I'm just going to, you know, I call the person a pussy. It's strange to me that you can show your pussy on Instagram all day long. You're real pussy on Instagram all day long. You can sell your pussy on Instagram all day long. And there are, in fact, a bunch of young women selling their vagina on Instagram, but you can't call somebody a pussy. I think we've identified the problem. Now, I mean, (laughs) is this election tampering? I mean, let's get, let's just, let's just, let's just go on the record. Is this election tampering when you, run one of the biggest social media uh, platforms, one of the biggest communication platforms in human history, and you arbitrarily uh, censor and, and, and kick people off the platform as you will. This is election tampering, in my opinion. Mark Zuck, Not only did Mark Zuckerberg put $400 million into the 2022 midterm elections with his own personal money, which is a huge conflict of interest for him to even be in charge of Facebook and, you know, be in charge of a platform that big. There's no way you can get me to believe that it's apolitical. Of course, it's not apolitical if it's not openly having its oligarchs put money in the election cycle for a particular party. Uh, then it's then it's the platform as a whole that that sort of leans towards this global agenda this technocratic agenda, the agenda, the new technocracy. Is this not election tampering? Is it not election tampering for Facebook to censor America first candidates? They're censoring political candidates. I mean, and it's, it's not, it's not new news. This isn't a shock to me. It's not a shock to many of you out there who are, who are in the audience who, who follow the podcast and have been with us since day one or follow my work. This is not this is not new to us. But no less true. No less true. I mean, in effect, big tech, the, the, the biggest form of election tampering, the biggest form of of conspiracy against rights comes in the form of big tech. I've been saying it for a year and a half now. The biggest, the biggest violation of campaign finance is these big tech corporations or big corporations in general being able to influence our elections, our camp, our, 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 you know, being able to influence uh, our elected officials, number one, through lobbying. But even without the elected, without the elected officials being involved, being able to go in and influence 
with their money, who sees what? They claim the Russians did it. The Russians put a bunch of disinformation in the election cycle that helped Donald Trump in 2020 in 2016. So they say. As soon as they get in power, they double, triple, and quadruple down on the same corruption that they criticize us for. Is it is it clear enough? Is it clear enough I can't say the word pussy on Instagram? Are you kidding me? And then I got a bunch of 501c3 milk toast Christians who say they can't deal with vulgar and profane language. Are you kidding me? We have to smoke these people out. Smoke these people out of their little rat holes. I want Mark Zuckerberg to come out of his rat hole and tell us how it's not election interference for him to allow the FBI to sub to subdue subdue information from the American people about Hunter Biden. How is that not election tampering? How is it not election interference that the intelligence community was able to suppress information about Hunter Biden's laptop right before the election explicitly to explicitly to change the change the outcome of the election, which is what it it was. They thought it would hurt Joe Biden in the election, so they suppressed the information. How is that not election tampering? And even for and what I'm really getting at here, and you know, I've had a problem with big tech for a long time. I just don't understand how we let these people get in charge. How we let these little Finocchio fucks get in charge. I don't know how we how 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 it happened. Yesterday I said convenience was going to be the death of freedom. It may, it may in fact be that right next to convenience is intelligence itself. We all view intelligence as this net positive. I've been talking about the advancement of technology being viewed as a net positive and how dangerous that is. The, 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 uh, the, the increase of convenience and how dangerous that is. Well, now we have to talk about the fundamental, the fundamental prospect of intelligence itself. Everybody views intelligence as a net positive. Everybody views knowledge as a net positive. But many don't stop to consider that with intelligence and knowledge, that intelligence and knowledge without wisdom is nothing. Intelligence and knowledge without wisdom is a danger. It's not a net positive. Yeah, yeah, we can figure out how to send images instantaneously from the cell phone halfway across the planet. Yeah, we can figure out how to film in, in 8K. Yeah, we can figure out how to record a microphone, uh, you know, record a voice in, in studio quality better than ever. Yeah, we can figure out how to do a lot of things. We can figure out how to make a car drive itself. I've seen a Tesla driving itself. I've seen, I've seen autopilot mode on the Tesla. Yeah, it's a wonder. It's a wonder of human ingenuity, no doubt. Great. Without wisdom, without wisdom, it's a danger. It's a threat. Without wisdom, it's a problem. And all these intellectual academic Finocchios from Harvard to Yale to MIT to, to you pick a place, all of them have this huge... Huge hard-on for free speech. You think it's by accident? They think they're smarter than you. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, you know, let let the let let it slip. The deplorables. 
They think they're all smarter than you. They know, in fact, they know they're smarter than you because their credentials tell them so. Their degrees tell them so. And even more importantly, their social circles tell them so. The authorities in their ideological world tell them so. They're smarter than you. You're just, like, like Don Lemon said, these are just dumb people who we should shame that don't want to take the vaccine. I'm surprised I haven't been kicked off YouTube yet. Now we are on Rumble. We are, we are backed up on Band.Video. Soon to be completely backed up on BitChute in case everything goes left. We thank War Room, the great War Room, the great Steve Bannon, Maureen Bannon, Grace Chong for streaming the podcast every night on War Room's Getter page and Rumble page. We appreciate that. Because obviously there is an effort to censor black men. Let's talk about it from that angle. What makes Mark Zuckerberg think, what, what, what gives Mark Zuckerberg the right to walk around and talk about equality, diversity, and inclusion, but then censor black men on the platform as soon as we don't agree with his political ideologies? And the same goes for the Democrat Party as a whole. What gives you the right to tell us black men how to think? What gives you the right to tell us black men how to talk? What gives you the right to tell us black men how to live? What gives you the right to tell us black men how to vote? What gives you the right? What gives you the authority to tell us you're protecting us from white supremacy and then as soon as we don't agree with your politics, all of a sudden you get to tell us that we can't speak? As soon as we don't want to take your experimental vaccines, you get to tell us we have to or we'll lose our job, we'll lose our working wage or we'll lose access to our children if the mother wants to get the kid vaccinated or we'll lose access to the platform to talk about whatever it is we want to talk about. Who are you to subvert the constitutional rights of black men if we don't want to if we don't want to bend the knee to your politics? Who do you people think you are? Kicked off of Instagram? Me? Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg, you don't like the word pussy? That's too harsh for you? I think Mark Zuckerberg and the 501c3 Christians and the Democrats and the, and the AI-chipped uh, ecto-farm babies, I think they should all go caucus together. Just go get on one side of the line. That way we don't have to play this game. We don't have to play this game like the lines aren't already clearly drawn. They're clearly drawn. The lines are clearly drawn. The fight is against free speech. The fight is against the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution is a constitution that, that guarantees the American citizen to be a bastion of, of, of freedom against tyranny all over the world, wherever we encounter it. And that's why wherever American citizens are, for the most part, they carry that emblematic freedom with them. That's why people are still trying to get to America. Don't let them fool you. But don't let them lie to you as to why people are coming to America. Everybody wants to say people are flooding across our border because it's so bad in South and Central America. And that's true. And most of it is the same socialist, communist politics that they're trying to bring on us here in America. 
part of that's true. But America's constitution has a value to it. American citizenship has a value to it. It's a value that everybody understands all across the world, and they're laughing at us. Our enemies are laughing at us. But other people who understand what, what America is, what, what America symbolizes, other people are in, in tears. They look at what's happening to America right now and think, what are the chances that we'll have freedom in our country for our citizens if America's going down the, going down the drain? If America's falling into the abyss? What hope is there for us? There is hope. I'm not, I'm not deterred. I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged, and you shouldn't be discouraged. You think I'm going to let a little fucking pencil neck cuck like Mark Zuckerberg discourage me? You think I'm going to let a little pencil neck fucking weasel like Mark Zuckerberg make me feel any kind of way? Mark Zuckerberg wishes he could discourage a person like me. There's not a, there is not a single a single cell in my body that is discouraged today by being kicked off of Instagram. I've been on there for 12 years. Never been suspended. Never been suspended. Barely ever even on there, to be honest. Really didn't start posting on Instagram until about 2020. Really wasn't even, really wasn't even that active on Instagram all of these years. As soon as you get active and you start telling the truth, they want to kick you off. They want to censor you. That's fine. That's fine. I got a new profile up. We'll start all over again, and I'll keep starting all over again. Like I said before, I'm selling a product that, that sells itself. I'm selling a product that sells itself. It's called the truth. Mark Zuckerberg selling a product that sells itself as well. But we, the American people, have to find out. We have to find out who we are right now. We have to find out who we are in this next chapter. We have to decide who we are in this next chapter. We get to decide. The referendum's on us. The choice is ours. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's selling convenience. He's selling connectivity. He's selling affirmation and validation and, and superficial distractions and, and dopamine and serotonin and, and sex and, and, and the whole nine. He's selling, all, he's selling everything. They're selling everything on Facebook. We have to decide that the truth is the highest priority, that there's a premium on the truth. The American citizen has to decide that there is a premium on the truth. That's what I'm selling. And despite, despite their little anti-God, anti-human edifice, despite all of that, they know and I know that they will, there will always be, there will always be an appetite for the truth. There will always be an appetite for the truth. That's why they have to try and get us off of the platform completely. I saw somebody say today, oh, you actually put Alex Jones and truth in the same sentence? Where do these people live? Where do these people live? What do these people listen to? What are they watching? You think Alex Jones, the name Alex Jones can't be associated with the word truth? 
but you got a Dr. Fauci bobblehead in your fucking dining room, probably. I don't know where you where you have it. Probably have it as a centerpiece at the dinner table that you sit down at every night. They actually make they actually made Dr. Fauci bobbleheads, and y'all bought them. People bought them. People have them. They own them. Dr. Fauci bobbleheads. And I know when I say that, it's like those people out there feel, uh, uh, you know, defensive right away, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, I bought one. Can't really go back on the fact that I'm a jerk off for buying a Dr. Fauci bobblehead. So now I got to triple down on it and it creates this divide. So really anything that you come to criticize in the public square is considered divisive. Because whoever's already bought the narrative doesn't want to go back on it, doesn't want to concede. They don't want to say I was wrong. And so we're supposed to what? We're supposed to concede that there is no such thing as truth. And I was going to play for you today, uh, Yuri, uh, the, the KGB whistleblower, who talked about the communists, the four, the four stages of communism, uh, of communism, the con of communist takeover in a country. Who, who you know, laid it out perfectly. My Twitter's still up for now. Who knows? Elon Cuck may may suspend me shortly here. He's the controlled opposition. We all know it. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know why we're debating it. He could sue the ADL. Yeah, I don't like that the ADL uses anti-Semitism as a cudgel to censor people and, and, and you know, deplatform people and, and sue people and, and everything else. I think that's a complete misuse, misappropriation of the Jewish identity. Absolutely. The ADL can go fuck themselves. Fuck the ADL. Elon Musk doesn't get any brownie points for suing the ADL. Not for me. Anyway, maybe y'all maybe y'all think highly of it. I don't know. I'm still looking at whether or not Alex Jones gets to get back on Twitter or not. How can you sue the ADL for trying to use the Jewish identity as a cudgel against free speech, but you keep Alex Jones off of the platform? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't The two don't square. I mean... Who would even dress up like a Satanist to go to any event? Who would dress up in, a, in an outfit that's satanic, even being funny? That's, there's nothing funny about that. That's just not funny. I mean, seriously, we're talking about a person who thinks shit like that is, is I don't know, sarcastic? I, I don't know. There's nothing sarcastic or funny about, about Satan. There's nothing funny about it at all. And when people show that type of spiritual pride, you can only assume that Satan is having their way with that individual in a, in a multitude of ways that, that they're not even probably aware of. The arrogance of it, the naivety of it, or, or the complicity in it. Maybe he's maybe he's meant to just maybe he's meant to rise to the 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 the, the forefront of of an anti-establishment movement that is explicitly anti-Christian. That's more libertarian. I said the other day, the libertarians got to make a make a decision 
Make your choice, live with your decision. You want to be an atheist libertarian and, 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 and throw in with the Satanists? Be my guest. God loved the libertarian movement. I consider myself to be a libertarian in, in some form or fashion. But we have to deal with things where we are, where they are. The libertarian, the libertarian, uh, you know, the libertarian vision of, of this country is so far from our grasps, it's it's absolutely astonishing that they even think they have a leg to stand on. There is no libertarian movement. Throw in with the real movement, throw in with the Americans. Throw in with the America First movement. Let's get the country back. Then we can hash everything else out. Globalists versus nationalists. The global governance over this country has gotten so big, the libertarians are fooling themselves in, the, in, in thinking that they're anywhere near a libertarian America, a libertarian citizenship. Of course you're not. And Elon Musk is trying to pose as a libertarian himself. Look at your leaders. Dress up like Satan in public. What kind of mockery of what kind of mockery is that? Mr. wants to put a chip in your brain? How libertarian is that? I mean, even the idea of it is libertarian. You think there's not going to be regulation on the brain chips? You think you, you think that they're not going to have access to your data? You think Elon Musk is strong enough to keep the intelligence community? To keep the intelligence community in the 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 number of 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 government players, government contractors, from hacking into the data that's in your brain, that's now chipped and planted in your brain, you think Elon Musk is that powerful? He can barely keep the people at Twitter in, in check. He can barely keep the people that work there in on you know at Twitter in check. He can't even keep them from suspending people. The whole thing was to stop censorship. And at least that's what he sold to us. He told us. Censorship's a problem. I'm going to clean it up. At least, you know. He, he, he didn't even, I don't even know if he really said that in, in, in totality. I mean, he kind of danced around it like all of these socially awkward technocrat finocchios do. You know, they got that real socially awkward cadence to the way they talk. And Elon Musk is one of them. So I don't really know, really even know if he said that in totality. But that's certainly how it was promoted. His acquisition of Twitter was promoted as a person who was getting red-pilled fighting back against the establishment. People are still getting suspended. I've been suspended like three times since Elon Musk acquired Twitter. Now I'm getting kicked off of Instagram, and both of these pencil neck fuckers are talking about getting in a cage and fighting each other, and people are going to tune in. you got MMA legends. you got Hall of Fame MMA legends like John Jones commenting on Twitter on the, on the fight. I mean, this is how far reaching this this is how far reaching this shit goes. John Jones is great. I respect John Jones and all his accomplishments as a mixed martial artist. He's incredible. 
certainly should be considered for the, you know, for greatest of all time. If not a far and away landslide for greatest of all time from a from a talent standpoint. Never seen anything like it. If you part if you if you're a fighter out there like I am, you train and you watch John Jones on on film and actually dissect the things that he does, it's absolutely incredible. What the fuck is he talking about he's going to train Mark Zuckerberg for? Are you fucking kidding me, John? Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to train a fucking Satanist? And then I hear Mark Zuckerberg saying that he believes in God. Guys, give me a... I, I just, you know, sometimes, sometimes I feel like half of the people out here aren't even real people. But then I go back and I listen to you and he, and, he, and he makes it so clear. He goes, look, when people are demoralized, it does not matter what you tell them. It does not matter what facts they see. It does not matter what information that you, 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 you give them. It doesn't matter. They can't see it. They can't see it. They've been they've been completely and utterly taken control. They've they've had they've had their mind hijacked. And we see that. I mean, we uh, who could who in their right who in their right mind could look at what social media and big tech have accomplished in terms of affecting the dialogue, the discourse around elections and politics in America, and not see it as a form of tyranny. Only people who A, benefit from the tyranny, or B, are completely hijacked by the tyranny, have had their minds brainwashed by the tyranny. These are the only people who could honestly, objectively look at that and say something isn't wrong. Something is gravely wrong here. They took the president of the United States off of Twitter. Jack Dorsey, another little Finocchio fucker. I mean, look at all these dudes. Look at all these dudes. Look at them. They got, I mean, they're the same guy. They're the exact same guy. I don't know if, if all of you can see it. They're the exact same guy. This is what I'm saying. I feel like I'm in a Sims game or something. I'm feeling like these guys are, are, are like a lot of, like these guys are, are, are bots. And then a, a good number of people are bots. They're like the leader bots in the sim game or something. It's it's outrageous. They're all the same guy. Name another person like me. Honestly. Drop it in the comments. Name another person like me. I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm, I'm just honestly saying, when you look at the people who have been put up on the podium all across the world for any industry, any, any number of reasons, any human rights initiative, whatever the case may be, when you look at the people who have been put on the biggest stages with the biggest spotlights and the loudest megaphones, don't they all start to sound and act alike? Look at Lahaina. I just saw a video Oprah and Dwayne Johnson doing a video, how concerned they were about the people in Lahaina. Uh -huh. Look at your news anchors. Look at your national television hosts, John Stewart's of the world. And yeah, John's a unique talent. Don't get me wrong. John, John, John is a smart individual. 
He's smart. Doesn't make him wise, and it doesn't make him honest. He's smart. There are a lot of smart people, some smarter than others. Yeah, John's John's a different echelon of, of comedian and, and, and television talent. There's no doubt about that. But his politics are horrifying. I saw John, I saw a clip of John Stewart the other day. I mean, this is the kind of shit that's dangerous. I mean, we have a complete inversion of the 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 idea of what it means to be an American citizen. Promoted and promulgated by the biggest public figures and stars in our society. And now these tech oligarchs, because of the money they've made, have become stars in, in their own right. To the point where people want to see Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk fight in a cage. I mean, it's always fun to see two guys fight. I mean, that goes back to, to the days of the Coliseum. It's always fun to see two guys fight. It's primal. Yeah, of course. But come on. We're on our way to nuclear war. And my point is, Jon Stewart, <laughs> you know, pulls a, a, a wandering fawn into the, into the belly of the beast there and interviews him. Don't know how that happened. Would never interview me because he's a pussy. John, if you're out there, I hope you hear that. You would never come and interview me because you're a pussy. So you found some little cuck to interview, somebody who probably can't stand on his own ten toes no matter what situation he's in, let alone in the belly of the beast with, with his political opponents. And you make the case, John Stewart, smart, smart, clever, John Stewart, makes the case that the Second Amendment or gun rights in America, because they're the leading cause of death of children, means that American patriots and conservatives and Christians all around the country can't make the claim that we want to protect our children from LGBTQism in the school. I mean, it's a complete non sequitur. The two aren't even the two aren't even in the same universe. But they are for people who don't believe in our Constitution. They are for people who don't believe in our fundamental rights as American citizens. They are for people who see America as nothing but a means to an end for global governance. We're living in two completely different realities with these people. And we need to become comfortable with that. We need to accept that. And there are a bunch of people there in the middle that don't really even understand the conversation that's happening. They haven't had it explained to them too well. They've been too busy, high, and distracted by the, the product and service that the Elon Musk and the Mark Zuckerbergs provide. So it's right. It's right that we would try and minister to those people. It's right that we would try and give those people the truth. And the establishment is starting to feel a certain tremor of fear that a lot of people, a broad base of people, are waking up to the bullshit. I'm experiencing it in my own life. People who I've known for years that I would have never picked, that I would never pegged, that I would have never thought had their eyes awake to some of these things that are going on in the world today. Why? Because I don't spend a lot of time talking to people about it. I don't go out of my way to talk to people about, about these things. I got the podcast. I'm talking to the biggest audience I can. When I run into people in person, I speak honestly about the things that I believe. But I don't go out of my way to find each and every person that I have a relationship with and try and force my politics on them. 
I carry myself, I live in a way where my politics speak for themselves. I'm not shy about it. I'm not hiding it. You want to know what Royce White thinks about any number of things? You can find it in short order. If you can't find it, it's because the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Elon Musks and the Googles of the world are doing their best to suppress my honest opinion. If my opinion's so crazy, why are you trying to suppress it? If the opinions, I mean, what does it say? What does it say that these tech elites, what does it say that the tech elites think about the the average American intelligence that you're so susceptible to, to dangerous misinformation? Could it be? Could it be that they were instrumental, that they were a part of, that they were party to the dumbnification of American, the American populace? or the dumbification of free people all around the world so they know how susceptible you are to dangerous misinformation? Could that be why they feel the need to suppress people who they otherwise say are absolutely batshit crazy? If I'm so crazy, why not let the people choose? Let the people hear it from them for themselves. How about you stand up there on the podium next to me and you give them your pitch. You tell them what you think, what you believe. My Senate opponent, Amy Klobuchar, in 24. You think Amy's going to get up on the stage and debate me? Do you think Amy would have the courage to get up on a stage in front of the American people and debate me on any topic? Of course not. Of course not. Hell, whatever rhinos they throw in the Republican primary aren't going to have the balls to get up on a stage and debate me on any of these issues. Why such a, why such a, a profound effort to stagnate, to stagnate an open dialogue, an open discourse? Diversity, equity, and inclusion, but not the diversity of thought. Let's reduce everything down to skin color. When we reduce everything down to skin color, it's very easy to get people to forget about their rights and citizenship. It's very easy to make people to get people to forget. It's very easy to make people forget what it is that that what it is that gives them individuality. It's easy to make people forget what gives them their individuality. It's very easy to get people to forget what makes them an individual. What makes a person an individual? It's not their skin color. It's not who they choose to have sex with. Those things are a part of it. But it's your spirit. It's your heart. It's your personality. It's your original ideas. It's your original thoughts. It's your perspective on life. It's your values. It's the things that you hold dear. It's the things you're willing to fight, live, and die for. These are the things that make you an individual. And we lose sight of those things. We've lost sight of those things. Now everybody is more, more herded than ever before. People are moving with the herd more than ever before. This is what social media has done. This is what Mark Zuckerberg and the Elon Musks and the Jeff Bezos 
of the world have created, the Jack Dorseys. This is what they created. They created a mechanism that makes it more dangerous than ever socially to think outside the box, to think for yourself, to stray from the herd. They've made it more dangerous than ever. They've made the, the perceived consequence, the perceived penalty of straying from the herd more dangerous than ever before. Where it's convenient for them. Because if you stray from the herd around gender norms, then you're praised as a hero. And all of them do it. All of them are all of them are invested in it. Go go look at Amazon, go look at go look at Meta, go look at Google, go look at at Tesla and all of them are singing the praise of the LGBTQ. That's the only divergence of thought that's allowed and we don't see we don't see the agenda. We're fear-mongering. I'm fear-mongering. That's what I got. I think I got suspended for calling a guy a pussy cuz he said I was fear-mongering. He said it was fear-mongering for me to say, from, from last night's podcast, for me to say, um, for me to say, if you can't handle the truth, then go, go, go to your home and wait for people to come kick in your door. Wait for people to come to your door. He thought that was fear-mongering, like that was an exaggeration. That was an embellishment. And I said, 80,000 IRS agents? Who do you think the 80, who, first off, who do you think the IRS was to begin with? Secondly, who do you think a new batch of 80,000 IRS agents are, are meant to come get? What do you think they're meant to do? What do you think they're being commissioned to do? Is there going to be no selective prosecution when it comes to taxes? <laughs> because what? Be, because the, what the, the IRS and the tax code and, and the tax courts or the the weaponization of this this kangaroo court style banana republic is going to shift dramatically from what we're already seeing. Of course, they're going to use the eighty thousand IRS agents to come for anybody who doesn't get in line with the status quo. Anybody who has any type of following or audience that is challenging the accepted mainstream narrative. Of course, that's exactly who the eighty thousand IRS agents are going to come get. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna arbitrarily uh, uh, apply the tax code and the tax law in a in a in a political in a political prosecution in political prosecution. Of course, they're gonna do that. And the point of me sounding the alarm and saying, if you don't want to fight, if you don't want to take a stand, if you don't want to step up to the plate and speak truthfully about about what you believe and what you want to live like. Then go to your home and wait for the wait for them to come get you. The reason for me to say that is so that it doesn't get to that point. I don't know what I don't know what everybody's waiting on. I don't know what people like this guy are waiting on. And he follows me. He followed me, so I'm assuming that he is in some way in agreement with with how absurd things have become in the in the country. But even even in our movement, even on our side of the fence, with people who agree that it's absurd, there's still this level of disbelief. That these are the final moments of freedom. These are the final moments of freedom. And you have to assume they're the final moment, moments because the, they are tracking towards something worse. And none of us know, none of us know what that point will be 
where the slope is too slippery for us to recover. For us to recover American freedom, the idea of American freedom, the base fundamental mechanisms of American freedom. None of us know when that point will be. It may have already happened. Honest to God, it may have already happened. We shouldn't believe that. We should carry on as though there is a fighting chance until we until we draw our very last breath. But the, the reality is that, that point may have already passed. The KGB whistleblower said it was the Marxist and communist intention to, to brainwash, to edu educate, miseducate, to miseducate and brainwash three generations of students. They've been working on this since the 60s. We have had Marxists in our academic institutions since the 60s and 70s. They have taught three generations of students. Three generations of students that go to school for until they're 18 years old and a little bit beyond. 20, 22 years old. For the graduate students, 25. Some of them go to late, mid-20s. They've, they've, they've educated three generations of students in Marxism, in communism. And they're reaping the benefits. Even the people who don't, even the people who don't generally agree with the tenets of communism, or at least they won't agree in public who don't agree explicitly with Marxism, or they claim that there are different varieties and evolutions of Marxism and social Marxism and communism and socialism and blah, blah, blah. Even the people who won't just come right out and say, yeah, I'm a communist. Even those people, even those people have been, have been enculturated have been indoctrinated that this is the way that the world is going. This is the only viable way that the world can, can, can continue, that human civilization can continue. And there's nothing intelligent about it. There's nothing intelligent about the logic or the reason. It's, it's, it's unintelligent. It's unintelligible. The entire agenda and strategy is completely unintelligible. The only way the only way you can make it make any sense that these people are willing to follow in this, in this zealot-like manner is that they've been brainwashed. And the Marxists and the communists, they're, they're not really that shy about, about, about admitting that, that brainwashing is the key. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about today, right? Mark Zuckerberg, you're a communist. Elon Musk, you're a communist. Jack Dorsey, you were a communist. Jeff Bezos, a communist. These people in big tech, these people who run these social media platforms and these e-commerce conglomerates, these people are communists. Their political ideology is communism. I don't care if they put a thin veil of capitalism on top of it. I could put a thin veil, a pretty silk veil on a pig. It's still a pig underneath. This is communism that they're running. They want to be able to affect the conversation. They want to be able to impact. They want to be able to control the conversation that happens for anybody who's jacked into it, who either hears it or who has a vested interest in staying a part of the system in the most general sense. Maybe you're not political. Think of all the people out there who aren't political. Even they've been indoctrinated. Even they've been enculturated to steer clear. 
because everybody knows there's an unspoken understanding that talking too loud, talking too much against the agenda could cause you great, great harm. Everybody knows it. The shot hurt around the world. That was the starting point, killing John F. Kennedy. I mean, and we all like to believe this narrative that we were the Americans fighting against the communists then. Says who? Says who? Exactly. I mean, at that level, the isms of, of uh, you know, the isms of our history books are used as a way to fence people off, uh, you know, as, as, as opposition and controlled opposition. Who were the Nazis? The Nationalist Socialist Party who were fenced as fascists and, and nationalists? What the fuck does fascism even really mean? There's only, there's only a few countries in, 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 in world history that, are, that even get tagged with fascism and they act like it's the great dark threat of every, every tomorrow. There's like three fascist countries in, in world history of note. Okay, yeah, we could find some others. I'm talking about of note. I'm talking about how it's promoted. But fascism gets put right up there with communism. They're not even close. They're not even close. It's not, it's not even close. And, and where it is close, they're the exact same. They're the exact same on different sides of the football. Come on. Adolf Hitler, a nationalist, Mr. tried to go and conquer Russia. Give me a break. The man was a globalist. If he could have reached America, he would have tried to bomb America. Took Paris, took France, wanted to take the UK, couldn't do it. If he could, he would have. We came and bailed him out. He would have went as far as he possibly could. The man was a globalist. He wasn't a nationalist. But all of the nationalist, all of the nationalist momentum, all of the nationalists all around the world, from every country, from every country all around the world, the nationalists are thrown under the banner, under the banner of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. Isms being manipulated, weaponized. I've said it before. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are ideological. They're ideological. They all stem back to secularism. They all stem back to scientism. The two you could use interchangeably. Secularism and scientism. Secularism. That's the, that's the real ideology that undergirds this entire, this entire civilization right now. Secularism. I don't care if you're fascist. I don't care if you're communist or socialist or, 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 or you know, pick, pick one. Capitalist. It doesn't, all of that shit. Fugazi, in my opinion. People getting bogged down with a bunch of nothing. We are living in a secular society. Our society is run by secular people with a secular ideology who believe in the scientific method, but they also believe in the ability to arbitrarily 
change or deny the results of the scientific method when it suits them. So it's sort of a pseudoscientific method society we live in. Oh, don't like the answer I got there. Let's run the test again. That's big pharma. <laughs> we'll run the test till we get the till we get the answer that we want. We'll we'll run the test until we find the scientists that will give us the answers that we want when we pay them. This is the type of thing that comes out of a secular society. It has no sacred honor. It has no national honor because it has no no real no real concept of, of sin and penalty and therefore penance. This is what we're living in right now. A secular society. Secularism became liberalism. Liberalism became communism. And the, the bastard child, the bastard child of liberalism and communism is globalism. This is, what this is what American citizens are failing to understand, even American citizens that claim to be fighting for freedom. We really like to say that there's such a thing as liberals still. We like to say that there's such a thing as sane Democrats still. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I don't care if you're white nationalist or black nationalist. I don't care. I don't care if you're, if, if you're uh, you know, Christian or Jew or Muslim. I don't care about any of that. It's nationalists and globalists. There are people who lack the humility to understand that they, as an individual human being, do not have the, 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 the competence to govern the entire world. Borders are not just arbitrary lines drawn in the sand by men who want to covet, uh, covet any number of goods, who want to covet the spoils of the earth for themselves. That's not all borders represent. Borders are an existential, an existential invention of man to tell oneself, for man to tell himself that there's a boundary out there that I can no longer safely govern, that I can no longer effectively govern, that I can no longer efficiently govern. There's a boundary out there. It's right about there. It's beyond what I can effectively govern. It's beyond what I can govern justly. It's beyond what I can govern fairly. It's, it's beyond what I can govern equally. Borders put an existential boundary around man's unfettered ambition to be God. That's what makes nationalists not a term like the rest of these isms. That's what makes nationalism not a term that can be hijacked and manipulated like the rest of these isms. There is a limit to man's power. There is a limit to man's ability. There is a limit to what man can effectively govern. There is a limit to what man can control. Where man reaches that limit, God takes over. So a border, a national border, a national border is placing constraints on man's unfettered ambition to be God. And we are run by people who don't understand that even Nay, we are run by people who openly reject that. And Elon Musk is one of them. 
and the metaverse and Neuralink will marry together fine. No wonder these two Finocchio pencil neck motherfuckers want to get in the octagon and play grab ass. They love one another. They love each other. Now they have some beef drama like East Coast, West Coast hip hop. I mean, come on, give me a break. Meta versus Tesla. Give me a fucking break. These two yahoos love each other. They're cut from the exact same cloth. Are you kidding me? The Metaverse and Neuralink are going to go together like Bert and Ernie. And that's what I see when I, when I watch this, this, this whole thing unfold between Mark Zuckerberg and, and Elon Musk. It's just one big distraction where Bert and Ernie actually make you think that they are on opposite sides of the football. They're on the same side of the football. In fact, maybe they are on opposite sides of the football. That means we got somebody hiking for us that's playing for the other team. He's pulling guard. He's point shaving. Elon Musk is point shaving. Mr. Free Speech, but I but I hire the World Economic Forum uh, uh, to, to come and, and be the CEO at Twitter. Mr. Free Speech, but you want to put an electric vehicle and a brain chip in every person's hands and mind all across the country, all around the world? Free speech. The speech is going to be free when your brain is jacked into whatever whatever number of, of, of government agencies that, that have the ability or the power to, to invade the privacy of your data. Speech is going to be more free then. We're living in a, we're living in an illusion, in an illusion. We are living in an illusion. Not that this isn't real, not that we're living in a simulation, not that this is some computer-generated program. I'm too real to be computer-generated. I'm too real to be computer-generated. And we could talk about space and time, and we can talk about the, the, the foreign defense minister of Canada coming out and being the first one of the G8 countries to say, hey, aliens are real. I know I said last week that we were going to talk aliens this week. Shit got too hectic this week. We'll talk aliens next week. On Friday, I want to talk to one of, one of my, uh, a, a, a man who is very, very accredited in the field of economics, who worked on Wall Street, and I want to talk about the economy. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to Jonathan Mason again. I want you to get to know Jonathan Mason. Next week, we'll try and dive into the UFO thing, because I, I think it's important. I think it's important. Hey, some people may say, oh, I don't want to go there. Well, we got to go all places now. You may not believe in UFOs or you may not believe in the UFO theory or you may not believe in the UFO propaganda, but I guarantee you the UFO propaganda believes in you. And you got the Canadian, like I said, the Canadian, for, uh, uh, you know, former Canadian uh, defense minister saying, hey, the aliens are real. You got some aliens that look like prime mantises. You got some aliens that look like the grays you see on the cartoons. You got some aliens that look so much like humans they could walk down the street and you wouldn't know the difference. The Nordic blondes, they call them. I don't know. Sounds like a goddamn fairy tale to me. But who do I don't know. Look, if there's aliens out there, look, let's, let's, let's play it this way. Whether the earth is flat or round, whether we're alone in the cosmos or there are billions of other civilizations out there in an infinite universe, in an infinite multiverse, it does not change my belief or faith in God. 
it does not change my belief in freedom and human rights. It doesn't change the fundamental issue of where we are right here, right now, and what we need to be focused on at all. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. So let's talk about it. What are we, what are we scared of? What are we shy about? Let's talk about it. Because I know one thing, one thing is for sure. Whatever's bubbling up, whatever's bubbling up with this UFO, UAP, uh, you know, alien sort of uh, narrative, whatever's bubbling up is surely going to be used. It's not bubbling up for no reason. Somebody has a plan for it. And if somebody doesn't have a plan for it already, it's not going to take them long to get a plan together and to deploy a plan because these people are good at planning. Oh, oh, you think we're still under the assumption that where the government fails, where the government fails, that it's because of incompetence. I think the government fails all the time intentionally. I think the people who control our politicians know exactly how to make policy fail. I think they know exactly how to write legislation that has no chance of being successful. I think half of the game of politics are black budgets, black bags of money that are dropped off in certain key places with key people, key elected officials that, that are explicitly intended to undermine the success of politics. Undermine the constitutional republic, undermine freedom. Undermine self-governance and well-being. Undermine the empowerment of the individual. If you think I'm lying, feel free. Say it in the comments. Do you think that the incompetence that our federal government shows is, is, is authentic? Do you think that this level of incompetence is, 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 a, you know, is a coincidence? I don't. I think it's coordinated. Some people won't agree with me. The great Steve Bannon will say it's it's not a conspiracy. It's how the system works. Who put it together? I agree with them. It's not it's not a it's not a conspiracy. It's right out there in your face. It's right up in your face. This is how the system actually works. The question is, did the people who put the system together know what they were doing? Did they just stumble into a Federal Reserve? I mean, if you know anything about fractional reserve banking, then you know nobody could stumble into such a Ponzi scheme. It's not super intelligent. But it's not, it's not, it's not uh, uh, st stupid either. There's a middle ground in there. It's not supremely intelligent, the Ponzi scheme of the Federal Reserve and fractional reserve banking. It's not genius. You know, it's not genius. It's smart and clever enough to siphon off as much money as they've siphoned off. Nobody in their right mind could say that that was a coincidence. Nobody in your right mind could say that was uh, authentically poor economic planning. No, it was a scam by scammers and con men. That's what it was. It was a scam. And we're getting scammed. There's no reason to think that the UFOs aren't going to be another scam. And our leaders need to be ready for it. Our leaders need to, need to start to talk about it and start to brainstorm how we're going to prepare ourselves. How can we defend ourselves? That's what I got kicked off of Instagram for today. I got, I got kicked off of Instagram for daring to tell the American people and people all around the world who could hear me that it's prudent to plan. 
to plan how to defend yourself against these things before they happen, to be prepared. Preparation is part of that individual self-governance and well-being that the American citizenship is based on. Preparation and planning. They want to create a social media world. They want to create a social media environment where we can't even plan, where we can't be prepared. We can't even ask the question about how to be prepared, what to be prepared for. False flags. You can't even say the word false flag. It's starting to get to the point where you can't say the word false flag. Can we talk about Operation Mockingbird? We're supposed to believe our mainstream media when we know that Operation Mockingbird is a declassified project from the intelligence community that we can all go read about. We can all go read about it. We're supposed to we're supposed to pretend like like the mainstream media is credible? And the John Stewart's and the Trevor Noah's and the and the and the John Oliver's and the and, and, you know, pick one. Mika Brzezinski, Morning Joe, Cuck Joe, you know, Smirkanish, all these guys, you know, who else? Joanne Reed, Rachel Maddow, pick somebody. Pick somebody all across the entire mainstream media industrial complex. We're supposed to believe you're credible. We're supposed to believe that across 300 channels, and, and I'm being, I'm, I'm blowing the number up on purpose, that really across like 25 main channels of, of, of news, of national, uh, of, of international, national, and local news, across like 25 main channels anywhere you are in the country, that they can't coordinate propaganda. We're supposed to believe that. And all of us nationalists and conservatives and Christians out here who see, who see that there's some who see there's something wrong. All of us who see that there is something wrong, we're all conspiracy theorists and tinfoil hat kooks. I can go pull up a video of all you local, national, and international uh, media correspondents or media anchors saying the exact same thing in the exact same tone. Does that make me think this is a simulation? No. No, it makes me think you can pull out a camera and get people to write a script for a bunch of dumbass motherfuckers who sound smart and get them to say whatever you want them to say. Like saying that ivermectin was a, was a, was a horse paste. I mean, what more do we need to see? Honest to God, what more do we need to see from these people? If you get a chance, my new Instagram page, please call me crazy. You search Royce White, you'll see my old Royce White page that was verified with a blue check, gone, can't even search it anymore, completely deleted in an instant. I mean, who's doing that? Who has the kind of juice over there at Facebook to delete the Instagram page in a moment's notice from a senatorial candidate? New page, please.call.me.crazy. Royce White, please call me crazy. And I will not quit. Mark Cuckerberg, you're going to have to come down from your little fucking ivory tower and get a little bit and get your hands dirty. Go ahead, send the hit. Do what you, do what you have to do, buddy. Because there's not a chance in hell that we will ever surrender to you Finocchio motherfuckers. We will not surrender to you. 
And the spirit of freedom lives on. The real rejection, let me, let me explain this. Now let's talk, we're talking metaphysics here. The real spirit of freedom, the, the, the real the real modus operandi of these posh, yuppie, liberal, omnisexual, metropolitan, aristocratic, technocratic, globally, global elites, the real modus operandi of them, the, the real rejection of God is to think that they could actually uh, uh, conjure up some type of plan that would suppress the natural desire for freedom in the, in the human spirit. Let's see if I could say that again. Sometimes I get a little long-winded. The real M.O. of the Mark Zuckerberg types, the globalist, technocratic, aristocratic, omnisexual elite, the real M.O., the real rejection of God is them thinking, them believing they could construct a society, a civilization, a set of mechanisms that they could construct an equation that would ever suppress the, the freedom that the human spirit naturally desires. You can't suppress it. You can try. You can have a run. You can have a good day. You can have a good week. You can have a good century. You cannot suppress the desire for freedom that is innate in the human spirit. That's what made it brilliant when our founding fathers said that the human being, the human being has, has God, God-given inalienable rights. What is God-given at our core deep in our heart, is the spirit of freedom. That's what's God-given, and they don't even try and hide it. They have the Washington Post come out and write articles saying that freedom itself is a dog whistle for white supremacy. It doesn't get no more anti-God than that. We can't say the word freedom. The word freedom is a microaggression. The word freedom is a danger to the to the to the democracy of, of the American people, the word freedom. Now, are there people out there who are saying the word freedom and using the word freedom for nefarious reasons? Sure, fine, okay, great. I mean, you, you could find that no matter what word you use. I mean, there are always bad hombres out there, okay. But fundamentally, fundamentally, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, the Jeff Bezos of the world, all of these tech oligarchs, all of these big tech, omnisexual, uh, metropolitan elites who are hand-in-hand, hand, lockstep with the globalist agenda, all of them, all of them believe they can create an equation, they can create a circumstance, they can create a mechanism that will suppress the desire for freedom that is innate to the human spirit. They think they can do it. They believe they can do it. They believe they can create a utopia. They think they can create a utopia so devoid from human life, so devoid from human consciousness and human creativity that they can actually play God, that they can, that they can become the substitute for God. That's why they want to get you high. 
again, I said it yesterday. That's what be happy and own. That's what that's what be happy and own nothing means. You don't own yourself. You don't own your own spirit. We own you. We own you. Be happy about it. Enjoy it. We're going to make the ride good. That's Satan. That's so demonic. It's so demonic to get somebody to transfer their soul over to you or to just sort of sort of concede their spirit while you promise them that they're going to enjoy the process. I mean, that's demonic. And it's no wonder why an Elon Musk would dress up casually or, or sarcastically in a, in, a, in a Satan costume. It's no wonder. It's no wonder why Satanism, why, why, why the Satanists uh, and, and the Luciferians uh, feel no shame in, in, in professing their, their allegiance. Right out there in the public. It's no wonder. I mean, you can kick me off of Instagram all you want. You can kick me off of Facebook. You can kick me off of YouTube. You can kick me off any place you want to. The spirit of freedom is still going to run wild in the in in the in the the spirit of freedom is still going to run wild deep down in the human consciousness. The spirit of freedom is still going to run wild deep down in the human consciousness. Human beings desire to be free. Human beings will always desire to be free. That's why they have to give you the, 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 that's why they have to give you the perception of freedom. Because if you don't have the perception of freedom and choice, the human consciousness will reject it. Now they're going to try and create a prison a prison, a, 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 a man-made prison that will feed you the perception of freedom and choice. That's what virtual reality is. That's what the metaverse is. And they may be able to promote it and propagandize it and, and, and incentivize it enough to get a good number of people on the tee to get a good number of people to pay admission to the to the fair, to pay admission to the carnival, the amusement park. They may be able to do that. But eventually, the spirit of freedom and the human consciousness will want to run wild. And it will. It will run wild. That's my hope to give you today. That's my hope for today's up. That's my hopeful call. That's my hopeful beacon for today. Fear not. Fear not the spirit of freedom will always run wild in the human consciousness. Fear not, my friends. Fear not, my fellow Americans, patriots, cuck slayers all around the world, free people from here to Beijing. Fear not. The spirit of freedom will always run wild inside, deep, deep inside the human consciousness. Fear not. All there all their schemes are for naught. All their plans are for naught. All their, all their wicked, all of their wicked, wicked strategies will fail in the end.
fucking kicking Royce White off of Instagram is going to pay dividends. I'm back on Instagram right now. I'm going to create three profiles today. I'm going to create a business profile. I'm going to create so many profiles on Instagram, it's going to be like whack-a-mole trying to stop me. This is the way that the human consciousness works. Make a thing forbidden. Make a thing forbidden. Tell us a thing is forbidden without good explanation. Watch how fast we, we, watch how fast we cross that line. Human beings are habitual line steppers. It's part of the reason why we always traditionally got ourselves in trouble with the, with the man upstairs, with God. It's part of the reason why we've always found ourselves uh, in the doghouse with God. Because a part of our, a part of our DNA, a part of, a part of what makes us us, we are habitual line steppers. And there's a part of these elitists that think that they can, they can you know, they, they, they can beat that out of us. You can't beat that out of us. You can't think that we can that that our line stepping that that our that our curiosity will help when it benefits you, but it won't it won't it won't uh, be a problem when you try and, and when you try and close the pin behind us. When you try and lock us in, the gift and the curse. See these people. These people have problems recon, recognizing that all of the things they think are an advantage are actually going to end up being the, the, the problem. It's their arrogance. It's their arrogance. And yeah, these people are good at planning to an extent. But at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, they always trip all over themselves. They always trip all over themselves. They're doing it now. They don't know whether to kill us all with the mosquito virus they don't know if they need us to dig out the, 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 the cobalt in the Congo. They don't know if they want to map the human mind onto the AI robots. They don't know if they want to let all the transsexuals and homosexuals have the biggest megaphones on social media or if they want to take everybody off of social media altogether. They can't figure it out. It's too much dissonance. There's too much contradiction in their spirit. That's why they got to go after people like me and Steve Bannon and Alex Jones and Jason Whitlock and, and the Donald Trumps and the, and the list goes on and on and on. There's too much contradiction in their spirit. There's too much contradiction in their worldview. There's too much con contradiction and, and, and dissension within their ranks. It'll always be that way. It'll always be that way. Trust me, things aren't working as things aren't working as good for them as they would want them to. They are working good enough for us to be extremely, extremely concerned, for us to send warning to one another, and for us to prepare for whatever fight may come. Things are working good enough for them in that in, in that respect. In that respect, yeah, they got a monopoly on communication. They got a monopoly on economics and, and, and the economy and currency. They got a monopoly on energy. They got a monopoly on land and water. They got a monopoly on food. They have a monopoly on a lot of things, absolutely. They don't have a monopoly on the human spirit. The human spirit is our greatest weapon. The curiosity, the, 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 the desire for freedom, 
the divine design of our human spirit is our greatest weapon. There's not a monopoly big enough that can contain the human spirit. There's not a monopoly big enough that can suppress the human spirit. The only way to do it is to kill every last human being. Kill every last human being on the planet, including themselves, because as we know from, from the Bible, as we know from our faith, that there are times in, in, in history where people who were wicked, who were evil, who had sinned, who had done plenty of, of evil deeds, who had done plenty of wrong, were still, were still brought into the light and the grace and the mercy of God and Jesus Christ, who still became vessels of good in a greater, in a greater, in a greater, a greater plan. They'd have to kill every last human being on the planet, even themselves. It's a tall task. It's a heavy lift. I'm not saying they're not planning it. I'm not saying they won't try it. I'm saying fear not. Fear not. The human spirit is our greatest weapon. The human spirit is the greatest weapon. There is no, there is no man-made design. There is no man-made equation. There is no man-made device. There is no man-made uh, technology that can suppress the desire for freedom in the human consciousness. It doesn't exist. It can exist. It's antithetical to our very existence. So you can take me off of Instagram. That's fine. I'm back already. You can take all the patriots off of social media. You can throw the January 6th protesters in, in prison. No matter what you do, the truth is still coming. The truth and the people who believe the truth, the people who will fight, who will live, fight, and die for the truth, we're still coming. We're still coming. You can round us up. We're going to fight there. You can round us up. You can, you can tape our mouths shut. You can, you can bind our hands and our feet. We will find a way to fight for the truth. This has been another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio and powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. The fight continues. Don't die a jerk off. And as always, Godspeed.